Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The next gentleman as well, because he has been wonderful right throughout the ICC World Cup, bringing his expertise to our program. Well, he was the only Indian who touched the World Cup in the end. Well, I I always introduce him, Rooch, as global cricket guru, and that is why. He's very well connected. But we're going to put him under the uh, pump today a little bit, all right, because he resides here in South Australia. We want to know what the hell is going on with the Redbacks. Bharat Sundarasan joins us now. Bharat, thanks for joining us again. Uh, no worries at all, guys. Yes, I am back in Adelaide. Uh, I drove drove down uh, last night, late last night, or drove up, I should say, from Melbourne. Uh, left at 7 p.m., uh, drove through the night, got here at 5 a.m., no problem at all. You're a thrill seeker. Why did you choose to drive through the night? Uh, no, I mean, look, I had work to finish, and I tried convincing the wife that I'll come tomorrow, but it's uh, our second puppy's first birthday today, so not that oh. he really cares, but I was asked to come down. <laughs> <laughs> you were told. Uh, I always find there's too many trucks on the road late at night. Hey, uh, we're going to jump into the Redbacks first, and we can touch on the Australian team as well, but uh, we receive a lot of correspondence on it. Uh, we're a very proud state when it comes to cricket. We've had a lot of success back in the um, Ian Chappell, uh, Les... David Hooks. Favel, yeah. Um, Darren Lehman. Those yep. eras, but not All those since. eras. But we've only won five of our last 46 Red Bull games, Sheffield Shield games. We've been bottom four of the last five seasons. Uh, have you got a handle on what's happening here and why we're not performing better? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, what I've been covering four or five seasons, the she- Sheffield Shield, uh, doing commentary or just writing on it. And one thing I've learned is uh, I, initially I didn't really understand the cynicism around the Redbacks in Adelaide, like why people were so pessimistic about the team. Uh, but now I've kind of, kind of come to know why. And I think... We, we were good uh, ones. Uh, I know, and I, and I meet so many of these loyalists uh, around the ground, whether we are at Karen Rolton Oval or Adelaide Oval, and they all just cling on to, unfortunately, the, the good times, right? Like when uh, South Australia was a force in, in, in the Shield. And I, I have a lot of time and sympathy for uh, Jason Gillespie. He puts his mm. heart and soul into mm, uh, you know lifting this team up, but it almost feels like every time they take two steps forward, they take uh, end up taking four steps backward. Uh, and it's, again, not because the players or the coaches aren't putting any effort in. I, I almost feel like it could well be just a cultural thing wherein uh, we just aren't producing enough uh, cricketers uh, as a state. And you just look at, the, at that playing uh, group. So many of them are recruits from uh, other parts of uh, the country. Uh, you know, except Travis Head or an Alex Carey or a couple of others, uh, they all come from elsewhere. So I guess uh, that also kind of feeds into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how many of uh, them in their first couple of seasons really feel that South Australian uh, pride, yeah. if that makes sense? And, and any yeah. sporting team around the world, you yeah. need to really feel it, don't you? Um, and then when you have uh, that, that's one issue. And 
also they just haven't really got a break i mean there have been times in the last four years where there have been matches where you thought the redbacks had a good grip on it but it just slips away and i think more than anything it's just the batting batting's been such an issue so many collapses we saw one um earlier this week as well uh, and yeah that's what leads to the four steps back and it, it, it's sad like you want south australia to be forced again every time you go to the adelaide oval you see that picture of the group that last won the shield many many years ago um and and yeah i mean yeah hopefully there is some light at the end of the tunnel so barat there is a section of the brazilian rainforest that's been cut down for every review every report that's been done for the past 20 years on the redbacks the state of district slash grade cricket for all the reports from the late rod marsh to the latest that were done just in the past two years mike hussey when when does the big, bold decision become in the sack of boardroom, understanding that the clubs do have a say in this, this yeah. to say, look, time for the talk to end and actually that's put in place a plan that restores South Australian cricket so it's not only great at development grassroots level, club level, but most importantly with the Redbacks. Um, Who is going to lead this? <laughs> Uh, it has to be someone, uh, look, and, and I'm sure Ma- Michael Hussey had uh, his pl- heart in the right place when he was asked to, no doubt. you know, uh, yeah, but I guess you just need someone from here who just feels as passionately about South Australian cricket as you guys, and now I've started feeling ever since I moved here, uh, to, yeah, I mean, literally wring the neck and of South Australian cricket, and and it's not that there's no talent, I mean, I, I, I umpire mm. a lot at junior level uh, around the state, and around Adelaide anyway, and there's so much talent coming through. Yeah. So I don't know where they 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 miss the boat or where we kind of miss out on them. Um, you know, junior cricket's dominated by some players and some clubs, but somehow we just aren't producing enough to make it to that first class level. Um, and as a result, I mean, if you are Jason Gillespie, you're kind of forced to recruit from from outside, you know, from interstate. Uh, so I think it'll only change when we see. 80% of that South Australian team uh, who were born or at least have been brought up in the South Australian cricket system, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, it so does. who takes that call? Yeah. It, it does, and uh, Rich touched on it yesterday. There's nine players that have come from interstate. Uh, back in the Halcyon days, there would have been nine South Australians and two marquee players in the side. So, look, uh, there's some players are holding their end up. Henry Hunt's doing well. Uh, ben Menenti's been good, oh, yeah. and Wes Agar's yeah. been good as well. But we certainly, I think we've just got to be, as a state, more demanding on them because if it was Port of the Crows... Uh, I tell you what, the noise would be unbearable. Hey, let's move on to the Aussie side. We've got the first one-day international against England who are on fire at the moment. That's Mm -hmm. on uh, Thursday, this Thursday at the Adelaide Oval. How's Australia looking for this summer of cricket? We have to take on South Africa and the West Indies for getting the one-day internationals. Uh, Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, It's kind of uh, bizarre. Uh, the, the scheduling as well that, you know, England, what, three days after they become T20 World Cup champions, uh, they have to play a different format. Uh, some of the players will be leaving uh, to get ready for that Pakistan tour that's coming up. But I think Moin Ali was the one who, uh, you know, has made his ex, uh, made his thoughts very, very vocal about how he feels about these uh, ODIs coming up. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's the hamster wheel of world cricket these days. Uh, it never ends. Uh, but, I mean, the Aussies have had a break, I mean, since the, their disappointment in the World Cup, not qualifying for the semis. 
uh, new captain, uh, some new players. Unfortunate that Glenn Maxwell is injured. Mm. Uh, I was really looking forward to him, not just in this one-day series, but uh, you know him potentially making a, his way back into the Test side for India. Uh, so yeah, I mean there is actually quite a bit of great to look forward to. I mean that 50-over World Cup is not too far away, 10 months away, uh, and Australia have a new captain and a new approach. Really, uh, you would expect in this format. Uh, so it will be quite quite a closely fought series. Uh, even though England might be relatively relatively understrength, Josh Butler is still here. Uh, so yeah, and yeah, it just continues, right? I, I, I've given myself a day off. I'll be back for job tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully some of the English players are still hung over and that'll give us a better chance. Hey, what about West Indies and South Africa? These would have been blockbusters in years gone by, but yeah, yeah their form's been indifferent, especially the West Indies. Uh, very much so. And uh, funnily enough, the Test team has looked a lot more settled than their T20 side, the uh, three T20 teams, which is kind of strange to say. Uh, the bowling, I think, will... Uh, uh, there'll be some young fast bowlers there who'll impress a lot of Australian audiences, I'm pretty sure especially because they're playing in Perth and with the pink ball in Adelaide. Alzari Joseph, this young guy called Jane Seals, who's uh, still just 20, and he's already taken a few test wickets. Kima Roach, Roach is still around. The batting is the problem for West Indies, and that's what, you know, if you're Australia, you'd be eyeing to get them out cheaply and put the pressure on them. But uh, South Africa should actually be a good series on paper. Uh, again, we saw some of their fast bowlers on fire during the World Cup. It's just a pity that they're batters didn't hold there and uh, end up. Uh, so, Andrik Nokia, Rabada and Ingidi uh, at the Gabba uh, and at, at the new MCG, which uh, the pitches seem so much in favour of fast bowling in the last couple of seasons. It'll be good to watch, but again with South Africa as well, the batting seems to be the problem. They have announced a squad, a few new names in there as well. Uh, but I think the South African series in particular, I have a sneaky feeling will also be played in the backdrop of, you know, the, the return of stories and uh, Noises about the last time these two played each other in Test cricket back in 2018. When we all know happened what we all know what happened then, and with a couple of books having released very recently, <laughs> I'm sure those will come back uh, up to the surface. Brad, could you help me join some dots? I'm struggling today. When India falls out of the T20 semi-finals in the way it did against England, and I pick up some of the Indian press the day after, and two days later, particularly after India has had a successful IPL era that the argument was India's failure is because its players do not play enough T20. Is that right? Uh, really? No, I mean... <laughs> and there was a graphic know, of every Indian player and how many T20s they've played. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an argument that gets used every time India don't uh, make it all the way in T20 World Cup. Yeah. But uh, look, uh, Indian players are not allowed to play outside India or in not allowed to play T20 cricket outside India for commercial reasons okay. uh, because it's to ensure the, that the BCCI ensures that their market doesn't get diluted. Uh, and But I don't see that being the reason for India not uh, performing the way they should be in these world events. Uh, I think it's more a, cha- a, a question of them needing to change their, their approach, their culture of T20 cricket, which I guess some of the other teams have to do as well. I mean, England have been pioneers in this format in white ball cricket. Uh, and they've really taken these formats to the next level. So it's for everyone else to catch up uh, and to kind of uh, just, you know, do away with the the traditional form of uh, being slightly conservative as India were in that semi-final and England just ran, ran roughshod over them. I think it's more to do with that than players not playing enough T20 cricket because India does have 
an, a domestic T20 tournament as well, which is kind of a feeder to the IPL. So they play enough cricket. It's just that the guys who should be playing in the international team uh, haven't really got the chances that they should. Barat, we know you've been really busy. We'll let you rest up. We look forward to hearing your coverage on Thursday when England takes on Australia at the Adelaide Oval. Loved your work on the ABC Sunday morning. Beautiful happy pants you were wearing on the Outsiders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Someone needs to bring some colour to TV, don't they? (laughs) You are doing that. You did a wonderful job. Who were you barracking for in the final? Pakistan or India? Uh, Sorry, England. Um, I wasn't barracking for anyone. Pakistan were my emotional picks just because uh, of how they had made it to the to the final. But I mean, England was just the logical choice. One day, I mean, they they are just so strong, and I think they deserve to win uh, eventually. So I was slightly disappointed that Pakistan, uh, you know, didn't put enough runs on the board. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, either way, I was happy to see England win. Okay, Correct. Always, 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 always appreciate. Oh, that made sense, didn't it? We appreciate your time. <laughs> No worries at all, guys. Have a great evening. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.